Welcome to the Creating Us podcast, hosted by the Office of Leader and Culture Development. My name is Jason Weber, your host, and I'm excited to be with you this week as we talk about Simple Truth number 21. Okay, so this week we are transitioning into a new section. Um, This section is titled, What Servant Leaders Need to Know. So what we're going to see here is more of the, how should I as a leader or a person of influence function with those in my care, those around me? And the title of this one and where we're going to start is, Servant Leaders Don't Command People to Obey, They Invite People to Follow. So I want to start by asking you a question. What is the best way to build a following? What is the best way to build a following? Or what is the best way to influence others? I I would encourage you to jot down your thoughts on a piece of paper. Because essentially what we're talking about is the role of a leader being a side-by-side versus a hierarchical organizational structure. Now, here's what I mean by that. As an organization, do we need the org chart? Yep, we do. We need the positional authority. We need the positional decision-making. We need all that. I'm not arguing against that. But what I am saying is, how is it that we're getting the work done? Are we getting the work done where we're disconnected from our team? We're not inquiring, we're not empowering, we're not engaging them. Give you an example here. So I had a leader years ago who was very power hungry. He loved the fact that he was a leader, loved the fact that he was the primary decision maker for this environment. And he leveraged that every step of the way. Uh, to a point to where one night he had asked me to rearrange the lobby area to make it more inviting. I did so. He came in and said, I don't like it. I'm going to do it my way. I should have done it this way from the beginning. Okay, that's fine. And then it got to the point to where I noticed he wasn't really showing any interest in who I was as a person. Anything that came from him was, you need to do this. You will do this. There wasn't ever, I don't know, kind of like a professional context to it. Hey, this is what we've got going on. Could you please do this? Using that word please and thank you, right? It means a lot. But it got to the point to where he had said to me, you know, Jason, I don't want you making any decisions when I'm not here. If something comes up and you need to make a decision, I need you to call me first. I'll tell you what to say, and then we can go on. Essentially, what he did is he was removing all authority, all decision-making kind of power that was assigned to this role. Okay, well, you know, that's fine. In some cases, fine. But it hurt. It was hard. Uh, My morale was horrible. I wasn't connected with him. I got angry a lot more. I was frustrated. The smallest thing that was asked or told of me that I would do really frustrated me when it it wasn't about the task, but it was about the relationship. It was about, I, I wish he would have approached me differently. He was more focused on commanding me to obey 
versus inviting me to follow and to collaborate. Now, all right, let's let's pull all the, you know, pull everything off to the side. Positionally, yeah. Organizationally, he was my boss. So technically, could he do whatever he wanted? Yeah. But there's also a reason that within two years, he lost his entire team, was demoted, and then asked to leave. The power of relationship, right? And so one of the things that Ken Blanchard brings up right out of the gate is, you know, when he says, I've met a number of leaders who get upset when they give an order and people don't obey it immediately. Well, let me ask you, how many how many of you like to be commanded and told you will obey, you will do this? I think just the tone of my voice and how I said that automa- automatically makes you think, uh, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But it impacts us, right? And so if it impacts us, we have to think about how it impacts others. You know, as leaders and individuals of influence, we have an opportunity. We can simply utilize our position, which I want to state, I am 100% for an org structure, hierarchy, all that. We need that, right? We need the positional decision-making. We need all of that. However, it's how we function within that that, to me, is going to determine whether we're successful or not. Can we have conflict? Yes, and we need it. Can we have our um, our marching orders, so to speak? Yeah, absolutely. There may be times at work where I have my supervisor come to me and says, Jason, here's the deal. This is what we're working on. I need you to shift. I need you to focus on this. Got it. But I want to tell you something. With my boss, I've also developed a very positive and trusting relationship. So if you were to come bursting in here and go, Jason, I need you to stop what you're doing. I need you to do this. I'm going to do it because I trust him. We have a relationship. We have that ability to have these conversations. Now, if he and I didn't have that and he came bursting in here and said, I need you to stop what you're doing and you need to do this right now. I may say okay to his face, but I'll tell you inside, I'm going to be mad. I'm not going to be happy. And I think it's important for us to understand that because our feelings, our emotions play a big role. And if we don't feel respected, if we don't feel like we're a part of the team, then we're going to have a hard time really having a willingness to change directions and do what needs to be done. So, I, I want to call out another point that Ken Blanchard brings up. And, you know, he talks about the reality is that most people don't like to be told to do something. Instead, they like to be involved in the decisions. Servant leaders know people want to be a part of the team. They invite their people to follow them in a side-by-side working relationship that the people have had a part in creating. You know, I look at it and, and it's really the... I have hired you to do a job. I have hired you because you bring a knowledge. You bring a skill set. You bring experience that's going to add value to this team. So I'm going to let you do that job. And so instead of me just walking around, bossing people around, instead, I'm going to say, hey, here's what we got. What do you think? Or, hey, here's a situation. This needs to get done. What's the most effective way? Or could I ask you to stop what you're doing and and help with that? 
how we say things, how we approach these requests is so important. And there's a few steps and a few strategies that Ken Blanchard gives us. First, focus on we more than me. What type of language do you use? Are you using the I and the me or are you using we and us? Continually let team members know why they are important and how they can contribute to the success of a team. What is it that you value as a leader? Or even if you're not formally in a leadership role, what is it that you value about other people? How do you let them know this? You know, we've heard it from authors like Drew Dudley from, from when he talks about everyday leadership and others. And what is it that you do? Is it a handwritten note? Is it just stopping by to say, hey, I just want you to know I really appreciate how you fill in the blank. They offer use your language wisely as it makes a difference when talking to team members. Would you mind comes across as an invitation. Do this for me sounds more like a command. I mean, okay, I, I'm going to stop here for a second because I've received pushback on this before. I've had leaders tell me, so you really want me to soften up how I talk. You really want me to be all kind and courteous and all. No, no. I mean, yes, but but no, because here's the thing. It's treating people with respect. That's what we're doing. We're treating each other as adults. We're treating each, each other that there's a willingness that we're going to support each other. And you be respectful. You be friendly, right? I don't need you to be like, oh, hey, buddy, old pal, could you do this for me? Because if you came to me and started like that, I'd tell you to get out or what do you want, right? No, instead, hey, would you mind? Could you help me with this? Would you be able to provide some insight for me? Asking, be, treating people respectfully. Interpret that how you will. I don't need you to be all, all lovey-dovey, but at the same time, treat people with respect. I mean, that's what we would expect. And then finally, say the words please and thank you. They're always welcome in any relationship. But be intentional about that. When you're asking for something, hey, can I please have? Hey, thank you for thank you for taking the initiative on this and thank you for doing that. Uh, show people they're appreciated. I can't tell you how many teams I've talked to over the last 12, 13 years that have said, man, if my boss would just simply say thank you every now and then, it'd be so much better. I mean, honestly, people want to know that they're appreciated. I know some people say, oh, I, I don't. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You do. It's helpful to know, hey, I appreciate what you bring to this team, really, because, man, it's amazing what you can do. That feels good, even if it's in private. I don't need it to be public. In fact, I personally am not a fan of public recognition, but at the same time, I do understand and know that, hey, some people enjoy it. It makes you feel good. I always like to be, hey, I like to hear it, right? You're doing a great job. I really appreciate what you're doing for this team. That means a lot. I put a lot of time, energy, and effort, just like all of you put a lot of time, energy, and effort into it. Something so simple can have such a powerful effect. 
So let's recap this lesson today. Again, the title of it is Servant Leaders Don't Command People to Obey, They Invite People to Follow. So how do you influence those in your care? How do you work with others around you? Do you command or do you invite? I would encourage you play with the language. Take some time to look at what it is the authors are sharing in this lesson. Play with the language. Use something that's comfortable for you. But the bottom line is people care about relationships. People need effective relationships in order for us to be successful. So give it a go. If you find that people are really defensive whenever you ask something, try changing it up a little bit. You might be surprised. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Creating Us podcast. If you have any comments or questions, please let me know. Jason.Weber at ttu.edu. And until next time, take care.